Welcome back everyone to episode 10. Happy Monday. Hope everyone started off with the right foot and if not, change your foot. <laughs> One good quote I have always liked says, was it a bad day or was it five minutes that you milked all day? Alright, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to announce to those of you who are active on Upwork that there is a contest they're running for design-related freelancers. According to their blogging website, they will be releasing a new feature where your portfolio will be included in the search results. I'm actually really excited for this update. This will make it so much easier for clients to quick stroll under search and see the quality of work right away. So how this will essentially be is the cover photo for the first portfolio item will be displayed alongside your other details. So because of this new feature, Upwork is doing this contest. All you will have to do is check that you have three really good portfolio projects. Then just send in your profile URL link to the email noted in their page. I will leave that link below to those of you who are interested. This contest is open until March 5th with a price of $500. Okay, for today's podcast, we have a guest joining us, and I had the pleasure to actually meet this freelancer in person as he lives here in Seattle, Washington. The funny part is that when I had reached out to him, he had just quit his job and was starting to dive deep into freelancing full-time. What a coincidence. Our guest is a top-rated freelancer in Upwork with a 100% job success score. He was able to build his freelancing platform while working his 9-to-5 job. He's originally from the Ukraine and now resides in Seattle. Currently works on various styles and types of visualization renderings. Let's welcome Dimitri. Hi, Dimitri. Welcome and thank you so much for being part of today's podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm very happy to be here and uh, hope deliver some interesting information. Yes, yes. I'm excited to share your story. Like I mentioned, I met up with Dimitri since we're both in Seattle. And I, I really, truly enjoyed your story. And that's why I wanted to get you on this podcast to share more. So can you please tell us a little more about yourself and how you started to freelance? Yes, of course. My name is Dimitri. I am designer architect with 10 years of experience. I graduated in Ukraine from Architectural University. Uh, have seven uh, years of experience in Ukraine. I was always, uh, I worked as an architect, but was always doing 3D modeling and rendering as a side job. So I may call it my hobby back at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, took part in a green card lottery that allows people from all over the world uh, be legal residents in U.S., I won, won green card lottery and moved to U.S. in 2014 uh, with my wife and a kid. She was uh, nine months at that time. Uh, we lived in, in L.A. for two years where I worked as a designer architect doing some rendering stuff, but mostly it was 3D modeling. And uh, then we moved to Seattle two years ago. I worked as a designer architect and freedom modeling artist as well in big Seattle-based architectural firm. Uh, during that time, I already had some clients from LA and was searching for new clients in Seattle to do some real rendering work. 
Uh, yeah, so this is my story. Yeah. So what I found interesting when I talked to you is that you just recently took the leap to do this full time because you were doing this part time as a hobby, like you mentioned. Yeah. I guess I'm interested to know what was that decision or that point in your life where you were like, okay, I am going to do this full time. Uh, the point it developed very um, in short steps because I have family to support. I'm the only one who works and brings income. So it kind of took me a long way to get to this point where I was able to say, now I can go freelancing and take care of all the projects. Um, so the more clients I got, the more confident I, I was with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's so interesting because, you know, I, I just... I continue to hear people more often and say, well, I want to start freelancing. I want to start freelancing. And I just think it derives from each person. Each person has that moment of time where you just kind of know, you just kind of know that's, that's what you're going to go through. And Mm -hmm. for me personally, I knew months ahead and it took me months to actually do the jump because once you take that jump, it's, it's a pretty drastic jump. So Mm -hmm. I was just so curious, especially for you, like you mentioned, you have a family to take care of and, it's, it's such a big decision to make, but are you excited that now that you're doing this by yourself? I am very excited. The main part of it is that I can manage my own time and my create my own schedule. Mm-hmm. And this way I can mm, decide w- when I can devote my time to my family and when I can uh, take care of work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important for me because I don't have to report to someone on top why I have to stay at home with my kids while wife goes to right. do some her stuff, her own stuff, or something. Exactly, exactly. How did you find Upwork then, or when was it? <laughs> uh, I think at that time I was just searching constantly, searching for new clients, new ways to show myself to architect community Mm -hmm. and um, I was using indeed website that like uh, to find work or clients with the keywords freelance 3d rendering visualization and somehow Upwork appeared in search Mm -hmm. I started exploring and what I liked is a very user-friendly interface uh, the way clients find you and the way the way you interact is very interesting and uh, uh, very well done. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't remember exactly, but um, I immediately created my account um, and started looking for opportunities. Yeah. So how long did it take you to land your first job? <laughs> uh, I think I had my Upwork account for one year or so. Uh, mm-hmm. Completely forgot about it. <laughs> okay. Searching clients elsewhere, somewhere else. And um, then suddenly one person contacted me. He wanted to do some uh, CAD drawings mm-hmm. to receive um, city approval, city permits mm-hmm. for his project. And he didn't talk about price at first. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, of course, I can do this. I know (laughs) how to do CAD drawings Uh and stuff. And he was like, perfect. 
introduced me to project a little. And when we got to quote question, then the price was like way too low. It was $250 or $500 mm -hmm. for all these drawings and uh, permits. Mm -hmm. Of course, I didn't continue my relationship with this person, but it opened upward again to me. And I started applying. I, I was just, I decided to play with it a little. I had these um, proposals and mm -hmm. it gives you um, connects. That's, mm -hmm. this is how it's called. Uh, I had some amount of connects and I decided to use them all, just applying to every possible job that fits my skills. Mm -hmm. When I used them all, <laughs> nothing happened. I didn't receive any invitation. Um, nothing happened, but when my connects, when they restarted, mm -hmm. suddenly um, one person reached out to me. He needed some kitchen appliances to be 3D modeled and rendered mm -hmm. in a um, real 3D scene environment. So this was my first project, yeah. And uh, there are many details that I noticed about Upwork, the more I applied and mm -hmm. the more interaction with um, employers mm -hmm. I got, uh, the more details I understood for myself how to promote yourself, how to communicate with them, what to say, how to bid, and other details like that. Right, right. When we all start learning as we get more clients and understand mm -hmm. how they view the work and how they like to work. And yeah, that's awesome. So I'm looking at your profile right now. And another thing I find interesting is that you have two projects that are like one is over 10K and the, the other one's almost 10K. And mm -hmm. that looks like maybe not even a year from now. I can't tell exactly the dates on here man but how were you able to build uh, a relationship with a client um, for such a large amount of project yeah these clients happen very rare but when they happen it's uh, this is a big catch and uh, um, one of them is a client who builds house in San Francisco mm -hmm. he has an architect but he doesn't have interior designer. So he reached out to me and asked me to build a 3D model to see how the house will look like because architect only provided him with the cut drawings. Mm -hmm. And um, after first month of um, relationships, relationship with him, mm -hmm. he realized that, um, well, I did what I always do, like I deliver in time, always overcome expectations. Mm -hmm. And he was excited and said that he wants to give me more uh, work to 3D model for to let him understand the house mm -hmm. with more details. And of course, his wife does not understand 2D drawings at all. Uh, so yeah, uh, he was the first one. It mm -hmm. was 50 dollars per hour which now i think for united states is like not average is a little below average hourly mm -hmm. rate but um, he provided me with so many tasks i was able to get to this 2k plus payment mm -hmm. and i'm still working with him now we go to 
exterior <laughs> options. And of course, he has so many options. And the more options he has, the more work I get. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're saying that you you pretty much created this relationship with him in the beginning. Um, one, because you were able to help him visualize his home. Yes. And two, you were over delivering and getting the work on time. Yes. Yes, to make it short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I want to uh, tell more about the second client that mm-hmm. I earned 10K plus. Yep. She's an architect and she has a lot of different projects. She just doesn't have time to handle them all. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is where 3D modeler and um, 3D visualization artist comes to help. Um, and she uh, she's dealing with very rich clients and that is why they don't care how much does it take to create image or 3D model. So I think my rate was, was 50 or 55 mm-hmm. per hour, but uh, I didn't mention the way I work. I think this is very important in my case, because I do not do all this 3D modeling. I have uh, friends and employees mm-hmm. back in Ukraine who do all this stuff. I think it's important, and I had to <laughs> mention this before. Mm-hmm. And that way I was um, dealing with this architect client. Um, my f- employees, they were 3D modeling while I was taking care of another project. And this is how I got to this 10 plus, mm-hmm. 10K plus quote. Yes. So they, it was like eight to 10 hours per day of work. And mm-hmm. it lasted for months or so. And yeah. That's awesome. So the, these people, are, are these your friends or did you find them also through a freelancing platform? Uh, I, some of them, uh, there is one guy whom I, studied in the university with Mm -hmm. Uh, the other guy he just reached out to me through LinkedIn at the right moment where I was when I was searching for someone who could help me with 3D renderings and modeling Mm -hmm. because uh, back in in those days I was still working full-time in my Seattle architectural firm and didn't have uh, enough time to take care of 3D modeling in my three hours. So mm-hmm. I was searching for someone to take care of. He reached out to me through LinkedIn and I liked his work, mm-hmm. but I have to guide him through all details because he doesn't have architectural background, mm-hmm. but he's a good modeler and does great renderings. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at your website now and that's one of the things when, you know, when I normally look up guests, um, I try to look at their work and and, and your work is what really got to me because it's so beautiful. And we, we talked about this when we met up. And I yes. think it's the amount of detail you put in them. So can you tell us more about how you go about your work, your process, and how you get it to that level of detail? It's a long process. Everything, mostly, it all depends on right material settings and light settings. And um, also, when architect provides you with uh, RCPs, uh, correct furniture, floor plans. It helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, great images come together when uh, 
architect has an eye for details and he provides you with it, you model it and deliver finest images mm -hmm. and experience. <laughs> uh, my images were not that great even three years ago. Every year they get better and better. How do you how do you go about um, creating your images better? Do you do more video tutorials or just kind of self-taught? I always watch some video tutorials and um, I learn more about material materials and well, it's very important. It's a key to nice, good-looking image, mm -hmm. nice lighting and materials and that you use. It's 3ds Max plus V-Ray or mm -hmm. Corona Renderer. They work great with materials. That is why you get high quality photorealistic images. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not SketchUp plus V-Ray. Uh, it's always 3ds Max. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I love SketchUp. It's very easy, convenient, and fast creating models. That is why my uh, preferable uh, pipeline Mm -hmm. to create models and renderings is to build a model in SketchUp mm -hmm. and then export it into 3ds Max and render with uh, one of engines, uh, V-Ray or Corona. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm looking at your website right now and I just, I really enjoyed what you're doing. Thank you. And even like some of the color tones that I don't really usually see in other renderings. Um, I don't know if you do post-editing. Um, through Lightroom, but I like even your tones and your grading seem different than others I have seen. Sometimes it's post editing, post production, but now my goal is to get to this um, quality of images without post production. And it is hard to get there, but mm -hmm. I can see the light. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and another thing, you know, you showed me too was your hand uh, renderings, which I don't see often on freelancing platforms, but I do see quite a few jobs posted for them. Uh, yes, this is actually something that I prefer more than uh, photorealistic renderings, but unfortunately not so many clients ask for it. And I don't have it yet in my portfolio on the website or somewhere but I will definitely uh, share my hand renderings very soon because um, now I'm, as I'm uh, working as a freelancer, I have to promote myself mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, more and um, I'm preparing all this marketing strategy and very soon I will start posting more information about myself, about my work, and I just don't want to do it without preparation. Right. That is why it's still on hold and in my to-do list. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope you share that soon because it, it was really good. I mean, the one, mm -hmm. the few you shared with me were really good. So I'm yeah. excited Thank for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about how it has been working remotely with clients. I don't have any issues working remotely with them. Even I like it more because I can manage my time. And I prefer um, email mm -hmm. rather than phone calls because it gives me time to do my stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I can reply whenever I have free time. But I always try to reply as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. 
the same day, of course, because they want to see that you are taking care of their project. That is why prompt response, even if you cannot reply fully to their email, I try just to let them know that I received your email, will reply as soon as possible, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Are, are most of your clients where in the States or outside of the States too? Oh, actually, that's a good question because uh, the more I applied for jobs on Upwork, the more I realized that majority of overseas clients, mm-hmm. they are searching for, they don't know the United States rates mm-hmm. and they're trying to get, um, they are not ready to pay the same amount that um, United States clients can pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is why right now I have a filter in my um, job list mm-hmm. that says uh, show United States clients only. Mm-hmm. Oh, same. <laughs> All of my jobs are pretty much US based. Yes. Not intentional, but I never had the opportunity. I would love to work with someone in Canada. Me as well. i just haven't and maybe it's because i mostly look at my u.s based only feed um Mm -hmm. but the other ones when i look through the job feed it just again a lot of the things are um unrealistic like you mentioned you know they're used to you know five dollars an hour (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly yeah i wish there was filter that would allow you to um job posts from certain countries not uh, because right now it is it is U.S. only or show them all. Mm-hmm. And when you do not filter by U.S. clients only, then you get all this different range of different countries and all re- all responses, replies that mm-hmm. I got from those clients. They all said, oh, I do love your work, but your price is very high. And mm-hmm. at that moment, my price was like, 15 20 25 dollars per hour mm-hmm. and i thought hey guys i'm sorry but <laughs> this is the lowest yeah. i can go mm-hmm. um, after that i decided only to go with united states clients so you mentioned you have clients in uh california yes where else in the states are you working in? uh i have one client from aspen colorado mm-hmm um, but it's interesting. They are located in Aspen, but the project we do is located in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if it is considered <laughs> New York or Aspen. <laughs> okay. client. Uh-huh. And um, I think majority of my clients are from California. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's, uh, if it's if we talk about Upwork clients. Uh-huh. If uh, I will talk about like um, clients that I got myself, mm-hmm. I think they are, yeah, they are all from California because this is where I worked for two mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and uh, this is where I created those relationships, and mm-hmm. they are they are my returning clients. Yes. Okay. 
Awesome. I, I love working with people from California and I, I can't pinpoint what it is exactly, but I'm currently working with two people from California. So have um, you yeah. have you had a challenging client before? Um, yes, it happened once uh, through Upwork. Mm-hmm. It was a um, marketing company uh, from New York. They reached out to me on Friday and wanted six renderings to be done by Monday. Mm-hmm. And they asked for, <laughs> actually it was hand rendering style mm-hmm. renderings for their project. It was interior, some um, event venue. I never say no to clients. And that is why, of course, I was very excited because in that case, I can double or even triple my rate. Mm-hmm. And they, they understand that. And they agreed uh, to um, higher rate, mm-hmm. but problem in that particular case was um, that I didn't ask for I didn't ask proper questions before starting this, mm-hmm. and I think we were on different pages. And I learned a lot <laughs> from mm-hmm. this one particular case. And um, when I delivered first drafts to them. Mm-hmm. They thought that these were almost ready images and they were were very disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I tried to explain mm-hmm. the way the way I deliver that I always show drafts to see the right camera angles, amount of furniture and details mm-hmm. I will show in the final. But I don't know why that they just didn't listen after and uh, said, uh, we will call you back. Thank you. And mm-hmm. that was it. <laughs> okay. So it was a, a matter of miscommunication? Yes, miscommunication. And um, from my from my end, I didn't ask enough questions mm-hmm. before started. Yeah. What What do you think is hard about saying no? To say no to a client. To a client. Yeah, to a client. It's not hard for me. Sometimes I say no when I see the rate is low. Okay. Or they or they ask for work that I'm not interested in, like uh-huh. uh, CAD drawings, details, mm-hmm. some not rendering-related job. Yeah, the reason I ask is because I, you know, so many people are afraid to say no. And I think that's one of the things I read most often about is just mm-hmm. learning to say no. And it took me a while to, to kind of learn to say no. And what I have realized is that most people appreciate the honesty about mm-hmm. me saying no. Because, you know, I, I have, I say no quite often, actually. And a lot of it is just because I try to keep my work in a niche. Um, mm-hmm. So I often get uh, invitations for residential projects and I often say no. And I explain to them why. And there has been situations where they're like, wow, you know, most most freelancers will just take the job because, you know, they want to take new jobs. Mm-hmm. And I, I just realized that, you know, we all just appreciate honesty. So more often now I am almost pushed to say no when it, I know it's going to end up being not a good situation for either of parties. And uh, once I heard very wise words from my friend, he told me that if you see yourself in a certain niche and uh, want to do certain type of projects, 
then you must say no to the projects that you are not interested in because mm -hmm. otherwise you will always be loaded with work that you don't like exactly. because people because people will, will refer you to other people saying mm -hmm. that this person can do this type of work it will be a big uh, uh, hole that you have to dig yourself out <laughs> exactly exactly question I tend to ask people about Upwork um, what are some things you think they can do on their end um, platform wise that can mm -hmm. better aid freelancers uh, I would like to see um, VIP rooms or something like that because um, I'm very confident that clients reach Upwork specialists and ask them to connect with the right with the right freelancers with the top top rates and top um, skills mm -hmm. and uh, on Upwork you can see that there are top rated freelancers mm -hmm. beginners and someone who has let's say three stars out of five mm -hmm. and what I think would be beneficial if uh, Upwork could have some VIP or I don't know like um, room for the best freelancers mm -hmm. and where it could be invitation only or something hmm, that's to, interesting. Find, to find the job and of course clients will pay higher rates there but they will be confident that they receive um, very responsive and detail oriented mm -hmm. uh, freelancer to take care of their project uh -huh. do you think that that would um kind of minimize new freelancers coming onto the site? No, because uh, there there will always be clients who don't want to pay high rates. They mm -hmm. just they just need their work to be done. They don't care about mm -hmm. the quality. I see them every time. And um, that is why I think it will be some kind of filter that helps people find other uh, people who can take care of their project. Okay, I like that. I never heard of that. Um, <laughs> I personally think going off of what you said, what I would like to see is um, what they call, I forgot the name, but Upwork has a certain group of people that invite you to jobs. Yes. So they're supposed to pretty much help you because you're part of the top rated program, mm -hmm. which allows them to send you to tailored jobs. But those tailored jobs are never tailored. <laughs> yes. So I think 99% of jobs I get sent are nowhere near either my skills <laughs> or I have already said that um, it doesn't match anything that in relevance to what I do. So mm -hmm. I wish in that sense that something that's already integrated um, can be fixed to actually serve its purpose to provide top rated freelancers the right mm -hmm. jobs. Yeah. Well... Uh, they have their own vision of things, of course, that we may not know about because mm -hmm. I can imagine what they deal with every day, like different clients, different freelancers, mm -hmm. they all ask for something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. And of course, actually, it was very hard for me to kind of understand how this thing works. Mm -hmm. I asked for support because it didn't... Mm, didn't understand the connect connections mm -hmm. thing and I don't remember exactly I had some other questions and um, 
they don't have a help button or something when you can talk to bot or mm -hmm. real person. Mm -hmm. It was a very deeply hidden. Oh yeah, it's hidden. Something I don't remember exactly. It's uh, right now. It's all like. Um, <laughs> blurred in my memory yeah no i understand because i often uh, try to participate in the upward community website and try to help other freelancers with mm -hmm. questions and this is one i see often and i'm just like well why don't you go talk to them directly and i just recently realized that a lot of people can't find how to get that support because mm -hmm. it is so hidden like it has its own i think it's called upward support and then on the bottom of the page is get help <laughs> And then you have yeah. to go through these other little hoops and then they'll tell you, okay, since we can answer through a robot, let us help you with a human. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It was very hidden and <laughs> yeah, so it should be more obvious for mm -hmm. newcomers. For the last question, what are some tips you can give out there? Um, even though you started, I feel like your profile has already been so successful. And it's so amazing to me when I hear people that do full-time work and freelance. Because mm -hmm. I know how <laughs> how it exhausting hard. it can be to just yes. freelance alone. So it amazes me. Like I just find these people to be superhumans to do both. <laughs> <laughs> so what what are some tips, even for someone maybe that's trying to do the same, trying to keep their nine to five and freelance? What are some tips you have learned over time to kind of be able to do both? Uh, my tips would be, um, first thing is that you have to work on your self introduction letter. I I think I'm still changing it tailoring to my own vision of how you land your clients. Next thing is what actually one um, contractor told me about is design proposal. Uh, create your template of design proposal and mm -hmm. when you get some project information from client, do not, what I do is I do not reply them in the message. Uh, what what my workflow will be, what my quote will be. I create PDF mm -hmm. that has all these steps written and uh, it has hourly quote or quote per project. Well, all these details. So you can find this design proposal templates all over the internet. So it's not a big problem, but mm -hmm. I think it's important that, um, that way client can see that you are professional who knows how to handle your projects. Mm -hmm. So it's self-introduction, design proposal, and uh, do not be afraid to say no to the projects that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Just there always will be clients whose projects will fit your demands and will fit your vision of what you want to do. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, where can people find you, clients, other freelancers? People can find me on my website, mm -hmm. frame, framebiz.com. I have Instagram account, but I don't remember its name. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I will Something. be linking your yes. Instagram and your website in the information. So no look, at, look at the links below and <laughs> very soon. I will post more interesting projects and work in progress. I'm working on it to showcase how 3D rendering artists work. Mm -hmm. um, yes. That's awesome. 
Um, thank you so much for letting me be part of your podcast. This okay. is my first time interview. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. Thank you so much, Dimitri, thank for you. taking the time and being part of it. Thank you. All right. I hope you all enjoyed today's podcast and Dimitri's journey. I'm excited to see more of his work in the future. Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful week. See you in the next one.